This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. On today's show, the guys are talking with Jethro Jones about the Transformative Leadership Summit. We've got the East Initiative update, all of that and more on EduTech Guys. EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site this program for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to EduTech Guys Radio. I'm David Henderson. Hey, and I'm Jeff Madlock. Awesome. Welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in. We got uh, a really informative show for you today. A great show today, but first... Don't forget to visit us on the web, Yeah, www.edutechguys.com. Heck, just go out to Google, type in Edutech Guys. I say this every time. And you know what? Every time I'm right, because you're going to find us out there on the old interwebs. That's right. Yeah, we, we only say it if it's true or if we think it's true. And I'll tell you, if you, turn off the, if you turn off the lights in your room, okay, and you search us on Google, you'll find us on the dark web. <laughs> okay, seriously, that was great. Was it? <laughs> I, I I did not know where you were going with that, and there it is. I got the dark you, web. I got to throw you a curveball every once in a while. <laughs> yep, the dark web. Hey, today on the show we've got Jethro Jones, and he's going to talk about um, his uh, summit that's coming up, uh, the Transformational Leadership uh, Summit. I got it wrong again, didn't I? You did. Transformative Leadership Summit. There you yeah, go. Sorry. He, he runs the Transformative Principle Podcast. Yes. And, and so uh, he's going to talk about it. It's a, really cool, um, it's a really cool summit, and we'll get into more of that later and talk about it. Yeah. Um, around here, uh, it's for you also, let's see, the 4th of July is over. The holidays are wrapping up. People are getting in those last-minute uh, vacations. Yeah. And uh, schools are starting to start that professional development up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's been ramping up great, although I've already been doing uh, several professional development uh, pieces. In fact, you and I did one the other day. Yeah, you were doing like marathon professional development. You were like every day, two different ones a day. Yeah. I like the the three-hour sessions. Uh, To me, that's a a sweet uh, length of time to do uh, PD sessions as, as the instructor. I'm not sure as the recipient how folks feel about, say, three hours versus... Uh, an all day slash six hour type thing, but I, I just I like them in those kind of bite sized chunks. You get you get a couple of 
hands-on tips and then you get the time to actually play around with those different things that we're doing, whether it's the writer's workshop or whether it's uh, learning about podcasting or social media, whatever it is, whatever workshop that I'm teaching, I prefer that three-hour chunk because it doesn't overwhelm you and you you don't really get time to get bored. You know, you get your you get your you get the information, and then you get to get your hands dirty. Yeah, well, you know, and you leave them one th- you leave them wanting more. Well, and that's true too. Yeah, and and I, and I will and say the presenter sometimes you you leave yourself wanting more. Like I, there was so there were ten yes. more things I need to tell you before you got out of here. Yeah, I did. I I did a, a workshop the other day, and we did um, Flipgrid and Kahoot and several other uh, online interactive pieces and now that one was actually all day but even at the end of the time I was like oh I should have done this oh and I meant to do that oh and I could have so uh, to me that's always a good thing when 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 you run out of time rather than run out of material yeah yeah don't want to run out of material (laughs) but you know never let them see you sweat never never which (laughs) is hard for us (laughs) always have that one more thing in your pocket yes yes which we always have like a bag of things just in case yeah that's right just in case just in case that one more thing, everybody goes, yeah, that was a, that was one more thing last year. Okay, wait, wait, wait. We got another one. But wait, there's more. <laughs> you know, it's funny. We've been talking about this next school year. It, it, isn't it weird when you've been in education a long time how with kids, especially when you have kids and you're in education, your your calendar switches. You know, the first of the year, January 1st, is not the first of our year. Oh, you know, yeah. We no. always think the opposite, which the United States probably works that way anyway because of schools. Right. But, you know, uh, Dave and I have been talking about what's going to change uh, for the podcast this next this next year. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to mix up a little bit of stuff. And as you noticed, we've already gone to a shorter format. Right. Um, so it's easier for you to listen on the road and things like that. But um, if you have some ideas out there, you, stuff you'd like to hear, or some suggestions for us, don't forget to visit the website, edutechguys.com. Drop down to the bottom of the page. Fill out the uh, nice little contact form there and let us know some ideas or just catch us on Twitter and DM us out there. Yeah. Be sure to follow us. Yeah, especially if there's uh, particular topics you'd like us to cover in a future show or uh, a segment that you think would be kind of fun to do in each episode, we are open for that as well. Well, and uh, tell them a little bit about the voting for us for uh, the uh, People's Choice uh, podcast. Yeah, so we've been nominated for a podcast award through podcastawards.com. It's the 13th annual podcast awards. We've been nominated, which is amazing. It's awesome. Uh, And uh, what you do is, uh, listeners, just head on over there. The voting is until uh, July 31st, 2018. Um, You go over there and you click on the little gray box that says listener nominations are uh, open now. You click on that, get signed in, and then there's all kinds of different categories. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you go to education, drop down, find EduTech guys in there, we would appreciate that immensely. Definitely. We appreciate it immensely. Yeah. yeah. They, and what's really cool is they have an overall uh, Adam Curry Award. Oh, wow. Because, you know, he's the one, yeah. you know, former MTV VJ, and he's yeah. he's the, the grandfather of wow, that's uh, cool. podcasting. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, take a look at that. Uh, visit it. You can find more information on our Twitter account and on our website. You can find the information there to get there. Um, I'll tell you what, we're going to drop out to a quick commercial uh, about bringing us to your school for some PD, and we'll be right back with Jethro Jones. You're listening to edutechguys.com. Don't just listen to us. Bring us into your district today for cool, exciting professional development. We'll teach you and your students how to take podcasting to the next level and use it to reach your classroom 
and to reach the world. Reach out to us on Twitter at EduTechGuys or head over to EduTechGuys.com. Scroll down on the page and fill out the form and we'll be in touch. Bring EduTechGuys to your school. Hey, welcome back. We're glad to have our next guest on the show. and uh, We're going to let him tell us who he is and where he's from and all that kind of good stuff. So here we go. Hi, my name is Jethro Jones. I'm the host of Transformative Principal Podcast and the founder of the Transformative Leadership Summit. And I am also a, uh, a middle school principal in Fairbanks, Alaska. Awesome. Man. So it's, uh, it's always great to have somebody in from far away. And yeah. so <laughs> from Fairbanks, Alaska to Hope, Arkansas, that's a distance. Let me tell you. <laughs> So, um, so, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say it certainly is. It's uh, it's amazing how far away everything is. You never realize it until you actually like experience it. So, uh, my family came up to visit this year. They drove up here, took them each two weeks to get up here. It's crazy. I was going to say. I was going to say. You said they drove to see you. I can't imagine driving. Where? where, So, where they come from? Uh, Texas and Utah. Oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah, that's two weeks. Yeah. That's a trip right there. And then they still got to drive back. So oh. that's, that's a long distance haul. That is, that long, is a long distance any, haul. Any young, young kids or how old are the kids? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. The youngest one is six. So oh. that was, uh, yeah, sure. It was intense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in my late 40s and I can only ride for about three hours and I'm climbing <laughs> the wall so I can only guess. <laughs> Awesome. So let's talk about um, let's talk about the thing that's coming up first, and that's the Transformative Leadership Summit, which is an online summit. And uh, my mic, my my camera keeps dropping, but we'll fix it. So uh, let's talk about it and uh, tell us about um, tell us about it, how it came to be, and uh, then we'll jump into it f- with both feet. Yeah. So you know, I I know everybody likes going to conferences because you learn a ton, and then you have great interactions with people, and it's just an awesome experience. And so I, I personally love going to conferences as well. As you can imagine, it's pretty tough going from uh, Alaska to someplace else. And I was looking around and didn't see any other uh, online conferences where we could still get the learning and still build some connection and group um, without, uh, you know, traveling all that distance and spend all that money to travel. And so, you know, I decided to create my own leadership conference that would you know, it's not just for uh, principals, it's for anybody who's a, an educator, because I believe that all educators are leaders. And so it's a great opportunity for us to get together and learn from some amazing people. We've got like 42 people on the list uh, this year, plus a bunch of live interviews in the mornings on each of those days. So it's pretty awesome. Going to be July 30th through August 7th. Oh, wow. That's very cool. And I think it's very interesting that that it's it's not, you know, a lot of times when I think of an online conference, usually those are like a one-day thing. It's amazing to me. You're actually treating this as if it were an in-person conference, but you have all these folks who are going to be coming in and presenting and sharing their ideas just as if it were an in-person conference. That is so cool. Yeah. And can you imagine going to a conference and having all these speakers at one conference? That's that's just not going to happen. You right. know, you're not going to be able to hear from all these people in the same in the same place. So we've got people like Rick Warmly and um, Nancy Conrad. I don't know if you guys know her, but she does this Conrad challenge where kids create viable products so that they can then take them to market. She has patent lawyers who work with her to donate patents to the 
or the work to make a patent to the winning kids. I mean, it's just unbelievable that is and awesome. just going on and on. There's so many great people here. Oh yeah. I mean, seriously, the, the list of folks is incredible. It's, and it's amazing as we as we've been looking down through those, how many of those folks that we have either met personally or they've been on our show or that we know through, you know, Twitterverse and other education connections. I mean, you've got a heck of a lineup, man. <laughs> Kudos. I mean, seriously, that is huge. Well, thank you. You know, it's this is my third year doing it, and each year it just gets uh, bigger and better. And so, you know, um, working with other people to make something that is really powerful for educators is really important to me. So, you know, it's it's worth the effort, and it's it's exciting to be able to have so many amazing people be part of it. Yeah, that's so, so cool. So let's talk about let's jump right into it. Let's talk about the theme for this year's summit, um, and uh, and and what it is, and can you describe it and define it for our listeners? Yeah, so it's the theme this year is empowerment, and so what I've done is everybody who has um, who has come who has signed up to be part of it has I've I've asked them what does empowerment mean to you, and so if it's okay, I just like to read a few of the things that people have said that I think are particularly uh, interesting or or powerful. So oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so Charlotte replied and she said, "Doing what you know needs to be done without asking permission." Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought of that and I'm like, man, that is, that's deep because when you think about it, that's a great way to look at it. Um, Ellie said, having the right to make decisions, be innovative and try something new without seeking permission or fearing retaliation or a consequence and taking the idea of not just, you know, we're trying to empower people, but they someone has the right to make their own decisions. We don't, we don't do that enough in education for principals, teachers, students, parents, we think that we've got this big, huge system that can't be changed and we just follow along with it. And that's, that's just not true. And then one more that I think is, um, is really good is creating a culture where everyone performs at their potential for the good of others. And that's from Alicia. And so, like I said, I've got about a hundred more of these, but each one of those that people have submitted is just a powerful, way to look at what empowerment actually means. And one of the people I interview is uh, Tamara Fike, and she talks a lot about how common definitions are so important. And so creating this common definition of what empowerment means, I think is really important. So I've come up with four keys to um, empowering anybody. Mm -hmm. And what they are is trust, culture, failing forward, and learning. And those <laughs> those seem kind of different, but uh, I'll take a break because I've been talking for a long time, and, and maybe you guys have questions about something so well, far. Well, I just wanted just to, to hone in on you know the 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 common one of the common threads through their responses is um, a combination of not asking permission, but also not having to ask for permission. And, and I think to me, that's, there's, there's a key difference in there between not asking permission. Um, and then, and one of the, and I, I, I apologize, I forget which one, but one of them, they said it, they said, you know, uh, doing this without permission or without getting permission and without the fear of repercussions, you know, cause I think that's yeah. a big part of it. A lot of people do things without permission, but then the repercussions come back and turn around and you know bite them in the rear end. And so I think that's, I think it's very important part of that d- definition, that common definition of 
of, of moving along and saying it's not just doing something without permission, but having the freedom to do something without the fear of repercussions for not asking or not having to ask for permission. Yeah. Yeah. I I have a question I want to ask along that same line. So when you came up with those four keys uh, of empowerment, trust, culture, uh, failing forward, and I I didn't write down the fourth one. Learning. And learning. Learning. It's really interesting the way that those all tie into empowerment. And like David said, one of the things when I was a a young teacher, uh, one of my principals always used to say, it's better to ask forgiveness than to ask permission. And um, I Mm. use that a lot. (laughs) <laughs> as I was a band director and we used it a lot in bands. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I think if we can if we can move toward that that transformational culture where you don't have to live that way. You don't have to live in right. the ask forgiveness rather than permission. It's the go do it and we trust you because uh you are you know, degreed adults in charge of student education. I think we can trust you with student education. Uh, that makes a huge difference. Yeah. yeah. You know, one of the things that, that I find just ironic is I, I work with a lot of principals through, you know, through coaching and, and speaking and all that kind of stuff. And one thing that comes up a lot is the idea of delegation mm-hmm. and delegation is a huge part of trust. And uh, so many principals are afraid to delegate because they think they have to be the one to do it. But the reality is, is we delegate the most important core work that we do every single day to our teachers already, which is teaching students. Mm-hmm. And we're afraid to have them be in charge of a social. Come on, let's get over ourselves real quick. Right. We don't yes. have to be in charge of everything as principals. We need to trust that other people are going to do it. And here's where I think that really comes into play is if you have a a big group uh, of people working at something and the principal is the only one who can make decisions or the superintendent or a teacher in a classroom or whatever, you're going to only be as good as that one person is. But if you empower all those people and you trust them to do what needs to be done, not in the way that you would do it, but trust them that it needs to be done and that they'll get it done, they're probably going to exceed your expectations. And in my own personal experience, this has happened time and time again. I mentioned before Nancy Conrad and how she does the Conrad Challenge, and she basically turns over the opportunity to these kids to create something that is of commercial value that they can do. And and she says, you guys go do it. This isn't my thing. You don't have to like, you know, so many times we buy some sort of program from a uh, from a company in schools and then we have to make, you know, a hundred of the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want that at all. She wants kids to come up with whatever works for them. So these kids created this uh, muscle um, toning suit that uh, that astronauts can wear in space to help it them. You know, it has bungee cords on the back and on the arms so that as you're moving, you're exercising those muscles all throughout the time that you're in space wow. so that you're not just sitting there having atrophy the whole time. Yeah. So have has a scientist created this? Has one of the NASA scientists created this? No, it's these kids that she empowered to come up with a solution to a problem. And now they're rocking and rolling. Yeah. And that is just one tiny example of empowering people and making that trust work to improve something on an immense scale. Yeah. yeah and you know, awesome. that's, that's what's great about empowering someone because that moves them forward, that gets them thinking, and then they're going to, you know, produce that product or produce that service or, you know, act upon that thought. 
and then they're going to continue to move forward after that. A lot of them farther than we ever expected. You know, it's going to just keep going and going and going. That, that's really beautiful. Yeah. So let's talk about the actual. Let's talk about what we're going to hear over all those days from July 30th all the way through um, August 7th. That's that's a lot of days. So is it broken up? How many speakers a day? Just to give our listeners a better understanding of what what the agenda would be like. Yeah. So um, what we're really looking at is um, different ways to make sure that people can get the content that is right for them. So July 30th and 31st are focusing on empowering students. So anybody who's in education is going to want to be there for that because that is very powerful. Um, talking with a whole bunch of different people about making uh, students feel and be empowered. So we're going all the way from like social emotional learning to um, to them planning out their futures, to project-based learning, to them being partners with the administrative team. And those are just three little things that I grabbed from Matt Coleman, Lori Jackson, Steve Peck, Jeff Becker, and Baruti Caffelli. So just talking about that, I mean, that's <laughs> that's just four of the uh, 11 speakers we have over those two days. Wow. August 1st and 2nd, we're focusing on empowering administrators. And that's going to be um, people like Richard Gerver, Randy Watson, who's the super, state superintendent of Kansas. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what they're doing in Kansas with their, um, uh, just escaped me, but they're doing like another space race where they're really changing how their schools are and they're granting extraordinary um, uh, waivers to different schools to do things differently, which is super exciting. Uh, Rick Wormley, Jennifer Abrams, they're all going to be talking about administrator empowerment and how administrators can be empowered. So then the next two days, August 3rd and 4th, this is one that um, that I think it's overlooked a lot that uh, we empower parents and community members. Oh, yeah. And so uh, KJ Delantonia, who uh, wrote a book called uh, 10 Mantras to Being a Happy Parent um, or How to Be a Happy Parent, something like that. Sorry, KJ. <laughs> um, I got the title <laughs> wrong. Um But she talks about uh, recognizing that parents really are the people who have the primary responsibility for educating their kids. And we as schools are supporters of that. And I think that our narrative in education has kind of gone away from that, that we think it's our job to do that. But really, our job is just to support parents in doing that work of educating their children. And when you think about it like that, you take a different approach to supporting uh, parents and um, and really like saying, how do I actually do what you need to be done for the benefit benefit of your kid? Sure. And then finally, the last two days are um, the teacher empowerment, and that's August 6th and 7th. And so we've got people like Adam Welcome, Justin Bader, uh, actual real-life Finnish educator, Piero Suhonen, um, so we always talk about Finnish education, but we actually have a real one. Uh, Jeff Bradbury, Peter DeWitt, um, Todd Nesloni. Man, there's a lot of great people those two days. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> so, gosh, yes. Yeah. So yeah. we've got a whole bunch of people who are going to do some amazing things to talk about how to make teachers feel empowered. Um, and it's just, it's incredible, uh, all of it is. So you don't want to miss any of it because every single one of them is going to bring amazing power to it. Yeah. So, you know, what's interesting about this is if I was going to go to this conference, this summit, and I had to pay for it, you're talking about two or $3,000 because 
you know, the 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 days alone, uh, the people alone, you know, that, that I'm going to get to pick their brains and have these discussions with and be in these workshops and sessions with. So let's talk to our listeners about that. So they can do all this for free or there That's isn't right. there is an all access pass, right? That gives you yep, like all the cool all, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's free for the first 48 hours of each video. You'll be able to come and watch it. Um, part of that is I just want, you know, I want to make sure pe- people have this because it's powerful. Um, but also because of technology, you know, the a lot of the cost is is already, you know, being taken care of. Like we don't have to rent out a hotel or things like that. So yeah. we have much lower costs. If you want to watch the videos beyond that and have a, you know, I'm thinking like a principal wants to share some of these with, uh, with his staff and staff meeting or, um, or a teacher wants to share some of these with their students later. Um, you can get the all access pass until the day that it launches or until I run out of my 100 early access passes. Um, I'm, I'm going to sell that for just 97 bucks. So for instead of a two to $3,000 investment, you can get a hundred bucks. You can take that and have access to all these. You'll get them in MP3 format in video format. And then you'll also get special bonuses that the speakers have included, um, be part of a Facebook group and, and a bunch more. So, and you can get college credit too. So that's another bonus. Oh, wow. That is awesome. From the University of Alaska. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's really cool cool too. Yeah. I've got that from the University of Alaska. That's pretty cool. Uh, That's right. I I actually want to, um, so real quick before I switch gears here, how do they, how do they find more information about the Transformative Leadership Summit? Yep. So transformativeleadershipsummit.com. That's the best way to get there. Mm -hmm. And um, you, you can just go there, transformleadershipsummit.com, and then just hit your email address to join for free. And then, uh, or you can scroll down towards the bottom and get the all access pass. Cool. Very cool. So, what I want to do is, um, you know, we talked a little bit about trust, and there are three other, you know, main components as a part of this focus. So, I, I kind of want to circle back around and let's talk some more about uh, some of those other pieces. So, let's, let's talk about culture. What, when when you say culture and you're th- and you're talking about having discussions around culture, especially in connection to transformative leadership, what in in your mind what does that look like? What does it sound like? What does it smell like? I don't know. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So really, it's it's a culture that um, that I can't do anything well myself. I need to empower others to be successful. And so if I just start out by saying you know, I'm going to do this and this is my vision and, and I'm going to make it happen. That's never going to be successful in a classroom, in a school, in a district. It's just not going to work. And so you need to have a culture in place where people can buy into the vision. So one of my assistant principals, Damon Hargraves, and I used to describe it like this, where we'd have this vision way out in the distance of the mountaintop we were trying to get to. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I may take go through the foothills to get there. He, on the other hand, is going to go out on the river and he's going to ride the river on a speedboat all the way up until he can't, until he gets to the rapids and he can't go any further. And that's, then he's going to get out. And our job as people who are going towards the same vision is to know that we're both going to that vision way out here and that every once in a while, we're just checking in to see that we're on the same path. That culture of, of empowerment makes it so that we understand that we can both have an impact in actually making that happen, which is really helpful for everybody involved. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it, and it gives such a, a great, um, um, what's the, I can't, can't think of the word, but it gives that great visual 
of, uh-huh. you know, of of climbing that mountain two different ways, but you got the same goal. And I love the fact that you put those checks in along the way to make sure, hey, are we still on the same path? And is that path going the same direction? And are we, you know, working together still toward you know, to get to that goal, whatever those yep. goals are? So very, very cool. So, so along those same lines, when we talk about failing forward. What does that kind of look like? And is, and is there that same kind of climbing the mountain metaphor that goes with that as well? I mean, in my brain, I'm thinking like when you trip over a rock and you, you know, make it literal yeah. falling forward and <laughs> helping other people get yeah. up and, you know, moving along, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely it. And and really, you know, I somebody asked me um, a couple of weeks ago, what is something that you failed at? Oh, yeah, I was at the National Principals Conference and I was in a session and um, somebody put me on the spot and said, Jethro, what is something that you have failed at recently. And I, gosh, I started thinking about it and I don't really see things as failures. Mm. They're just missteps as I'm moving forward. Like if you're going on a hike and you stumble over a rock, you don't consider that a failure. You just consider that a stumble or a misstep or you tripped over a rock and you don't like get yourself down and beat yourself up about it. You just like keep walking and maybe it's a funny story. Maybe you actually did get hurt, but you don't see that as, uh, okay, I can't go on. And so right. many times in education, we're like, oh, I did this thing and didn't work. Okay, I'm done. Yes. I'm not going to try that ever again. Right. That's the wrong yes. approach. Yeah. Okay, that didn't work very well. What could I do to make that better? And so when you think about it like that, then you can overcome any failure, misstep or whatever that you do and you find a way to make it better. So one example from my own personal life as a principal is I wanted to do this um, group meeting with the principals in my district. That did not work. Nobody wanted to do it. I would do a little Zoom meeting and I would start it out and nobody would want to be there and nobody showed up. And I was all by myself just sitting there on Zoom, (laughs) staring into space. Which is always (laughs) a fun experience. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was, it was lonely. So I I did that. And and then I realized that that's, that's not what's going to work. So I found three or four other principals and I said, okay, you three or four who have made an attempt to come, let's do it at a time that works for you. And let's create our own PLC outside of the district supervision. And we're just going to do our own thing and make our own little PLC, which I call a mastermind. And we'll do that. And we're going to take our schools to the next level because we're doing that. So I didn't see me not meeting with all the principals as a failure. I just saw that as, okay, that didn't work. Let's do the next thing. And we went and did the next thing and, and made it better. Awesome. Yeah. So that brings us to the fourth key, which is learning, which all three of those tie into just like failing forward. I, don't give up. Just use it as a learning opportunity. So what you did, listen, we're going to find when's the best time for us, and I'm going to find the ones that are invested in this. So I learned <laughs> very clearly you know, where we're moving forward. So I see where we're moving there. That's really cool. Yeah. 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 And so learning really becomes um, this idea that we're a learning institution, and sometimes we as adults think that we were the experts and we don't need to be learning. But the reality is we can learn from kids. We can learn from adults. We can learn from parents. We can learn from everybody. And so we need to constantly be looking for the next piece where we can learn and how can we make other people our teachers and learn from them. Exactly. That's awesome. Well, Jethro, we're running out of time here for the show, and uh, we want to thank you for coming on. Uh, Once again, that's uh, uh, transformationallearningsummit.com. 
And yeah, you sorry you butchered that man. Transformative leadership summit.com. I butchered that completely. <laughs> and it's right on the screen. I'm not even paying attention. <laughs> sorry. I'm I'm watching the timer here and I got all confused. Forget the time. Read the screen. <laughs> sorry. Transformative leadership summit.com. And also they can reach out to you also on Twitter, correct? That's right. At Jethro Jones on Twitter. Yep. And I'd be happy to Pick your uh, brain. Chat with anybody and answer any questions. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks awesome. for coming on Thank the show. Thank you so, so much. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Hello there. I'm Jerry Prince with this week's East Update. East relies on projects to be the foundation and driving force behind the learning. Finding and then adopting projects can be challenging. We visit this week with Batesville School District facilitators Jeannie Repke and Lori Campbell about their approach to projects with their East students. Jeannie opens our conversation looking at two crucial elements that a project needs in order for it to be accepted. Well, of course you want always projects that are credible enough to make your students grow, to um, help your community that is a true East project. Jeannie and Lori also note the difference between tasks and projects. Task being smaller, usually with a defined outcome, definite end, and typically with fewer challenges. These can be adopted by students as stepping stones or learning opportunities in order for a student to advance to take on problems with greater responsibility, greater risk, and greater reward. Projects are typically greater in scope than task, having problems with unknown solutions and undetermined ends. Projects can often evolve and see other projects come from within as other problems surface. Lori reveals her approach for helping determine a good project for her elementary students. I don't know that I really use a, a set definition of a project, but with any idea that they have, when they're brainstorming, when someone comes to us with any type of task, just to call it task, before we identify it as a project, and we go back to who it's helping, is it requiring us to learn something new? Even if it's in the same area that we feel like we're an expert in, are we going to push ourselves? Is this, is this project going to push us to have to learn something new or a new facet of that technology? Or is it going to push us out of our boundary of, you know, are we going to have to go into the community a little further to talk to someone, a client or whatever? Jeannie's approach is similar, though she often tries to see the end result of the project, where ideally there is a transfer of ownership. Um, a lot of that um, at the high school level is being able to look at that end result that they want and figure out what can we do along the way to help them to not have this, this same problem again. How will they be able to facilitate it next time themselves? Uh, do they need information? Do they need software? What, what is it that they need to be able to keep this same problem from popping yeah. up again? That's great. And that's growth within the client and within the students. Special thanks to Lori Campbell and Jeannie Repke, facilitators with the Batesville School District. If you're interested in knowing more about the EAST Initiative, please visit eastinitiative.org or just search for EAST Initiative on social media. Our music today is Smooth Squares from Clay at Russellville Junior High School. With the East Update, I'm Jerry Prince. Thanks for listening.
Man, I am digging those grooves. That is so, so cool, the music that the students come up with for the East Initiative update, well, man. Thanks there, Cat Daddy. You're digging those grooves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really digging I the grooves. I think you're supposed to say, you know what's come back around is, those grooves are dope. I think that's what you're supposed They're to dope. say. Those are dope grooves, so, man. <laughs> hey, I want to thank Jerry Prince and the folks at the East Initiative Update for always bringing us a great East Initiative Update. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so listen, we've been a great show. I've had a wonderful time. Have awesome. You had a wonderful Lots time? of fun, man. Lots of fun. Don't forget to visit us on the web, www.edutechguys.com and twitter.com slash edutechguys. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Edutech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site, this program, for those of participants is not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master's schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all. all. But, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.